is going on, everyone? This is Lathan here, and welcome back to the official Otaku Crew podcast. I'm your host, Lathan, as I clearly just stated. And I'm excited to be doing this episode because the topic we're covering is one of those mainstream animes that I've wanted to do for a while, but the opportunity never came around. Let's just say that without giving too much away. And so before I dive into the topic, I'm going to give it up to my panelists first. I have Wreck in the house. Wreck, what is going on? What's up, Lifon? It's glad to be on the show. Normally I'm behind the scenes, but I'm glad to be up front. Glad to have you back, Wreck. Uh, I know we haven't recorded it in a while together, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's make let's make the magic happen today. Yep, we are busy lives. Now I'm glad to be amongst weeps. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. And finally, one of our newest panelists I would like to introduce. He's a longtime friend of mine and Wreck, and does overall. Just a nice guy. My God, this handsome devil of a person. <clears throat> Can't say enough can about him. I can for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give it away to Zan. Thanks for the uh, very heartwarming intro there. Always. <laughs> so, Zan, tell everyone a bit about yourself. Who are you? Who am I? Um, I am a fellow weeb, and I'm a thorough enjoyer, mainly of action, anime, and uh, mystery anime as well you know anything detective story i'm i'm super into but obviously i'm also thoroughly into the anime that we'll be discussing today all right all right that's the good stuff so without much further delay everyone before i give you the name away i have to give a shout out that you should be following us on all of our media sites so it's anchor.fm spotify as well as youtube the official otago crew where you catch all of our content and we're hoping to drop more content on the youtube page in the coming months or so and of course the return of tensa because i know you all miss him and his shenanigans with that out of the way this is what we're discussing today it is the demon slayer swordsmith village arc the movie quote unquote the movie you guys can't see it but i'm doing uh the quote the quote uh, thing with my fingers when i say movie and so people I like to give a little, well, I don't, but it's best that I give a small synopsis of Demon Slayer in case you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Why are you even here? I, I know, like, I'm kidding. You're all busy people, but I got to give a small synopsis. So it, it is the following, and I, and I have it right in front of me. It is this Tanjiro, a kind-hearted boy who sells charcoal for a living, finds his family slaughtered by a demon. His younger sister Nezuko, the sole survivor, has been transformed into a demon. Though devastated by this grim reality, Tanjiro resolves to become a demon slayer so that he can turn his sister back into a human and defeat the demon who massacred his family. Pretty pretty short and simple, very uh, shonen, so to say. Um... It usually is. Yeah, pretty much, you know, there's a cause, there's a goal, there's an end point. Very, very typical, and I personally like it. And the animation, spot on. But, but, I this is not much of a spoiler for anyone who did go see the movie, but I will be perfectly honest, I felt very scammed. Rec, you were there I, with me. I do agree with that factor. It's kind of like what they did for the train one, where it was just kind of a recap of what's going on and what to expect further. Now, the only aspect of the whole thing I did enjoy was seeing some of the good stuff from the previous season on a big screen and surround sounds, of course, which is fantastic. But more or less, if we wanted to know more about like the upcoming arc, 
I was fine with just waiting till the release date. It's very understandable. So here's the thing, what I find, maybe my opinion on this is wrong, but uh, bear with me. Domin dominantly, all the anime-based movies I've ever seen, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, etc., they don't often uh, connect to the main storyline. They're often their own story, which which sometimes become ad uh, adapted into a series uh, later on. We got Dragon Ball Z, Battle of the Gods, uh, and, and so forth. But what I liked when Demon Slayer did the first time, when season one dropped, when it ended, it left us at the Mugen train and it's like coming to theater. So I found that was something else because it's like if you want to know the rest of the story you have to go to the movie theater and long behold when it did drop at the movie theater it was its own story it, it wrapped up nicely and it's like we're the anime will be streaming back and so and so so i found it was a genius move because honestly this is the first time i've personally ever seen something like this because like i said the rest are rest of the movies are not usually canon they're their own self-contained story because it doesn't really pick up afterwards. Like, I'll give you another example. Naruto, you got all the different Rasengans he does, but go back to the anime, he doesn't do any of those. He doesn't do Rainbow Style, Moon, um, the Galel one, etc. So, when we all heard about the village arc coming, I was like, okay, okay, yeah, the next continuation's coming. That's cool, very excited. You see the, new, the two new Hashiras we'll get to see a bit more of. And then I, all of a sudden I hear, oh, there's a movie coming. I'm like, what? This doesn't make sense. So I had to be on the scene to go see it. I go see it with Wreck and others. And I was thoroughly disappointed because if I wanted to sit through a recap of season one and heavily season two, I would have just done it at home. But the only thing we really got out of it is not much of a spoiler alert. This is just me telling you the facts. We only saw maybe 20 minutes of the new season we basically got to see the new season episode one before it it aired now that is the biggest problem i had with it because i was like waiting okay they're gonna start it's gonna start it's gonna start it's gonna start it's like nope you get a bit of fan service you get a cliffhanger at the end and i'm like and i walked out with i, I, don't, I don't know i didn't know how to feel <laughs> and so i'm not trusting as much about uh when another anime is going to be t titled movie, but that's a later discussion. However, that's just my input. Wreck, uh, you you seem like you thoroughly enjoyed it because bigger screen, the surround sound, the ambience with friends and everything. Was there anything else you found? Well, like you said, that we got a bit of a recap and also we managed to see some cliffhangers as well. Live unanswered questions, not the way a movie should end. But what I did like about the other aspect too was like we got to witness the the upper ranks. Now I know what I'm saying could be considered spoilers, but I've been on social media like not even two days, and I can watch the whole movie online. I don't know how, but the, at least I know that what I'm saying is not going to hurt me later. Anyway, to get kind of a vibe of what the rest of the enemies are like, like what kind of group that the Demon Slayer Corps will be facing, that intrigued me. It shows that these guys, now they've played behind the scenes, but now they're going to be serious. There's no more hiding. The only thing that we're going to be witnessing is a slaughter. Now, as dark as that may sound, I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, that's what Demon Slayer contri is contrived of. It's like this dark aspect that 
it's really enjoyable i don't know i, I see what you mean i honestly i see what you mean and that and it's been pretty present well pretty relevant in a bit of season one dominantly in season two and now they take it up even further because now you meet the upper the upper moons it's like oh my god these are good, the top dogs this is who everyone fears like damn yeah especially how they did in the uh the train arc like we got to meet the uh number one lower and he was a hassle to deal with but then we have upper three and he kicked unfortunately serious ass I say unfortunate because, as we all know, we lost a great character. And wow, how I see it is that even though this was only the beginning, there are two others more powerful than the guy we got to witness. I'm now curious to know what kind of skills and abilities those will have. I see. Can, can I chime in? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, Sam. I was about to say no, your your turn. <laughs> I apologize. I was gonna say I, I'd like to chime in on on what uh, Rec was uh, saying right there, because me too. I'm fully because. Uh, well, first off, I'm kind of a party poopy here because I did read the manga, and I'm not going to spoil anything. Hang past... him. Hang this man. He read yeah. the manga. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil anything past this part, but um, I will say that I too am extremely excited uh, for what's coming next because I know it's coming, but I'm excited to see it fully animated because, like, just it's so intense what, 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 what's coming, you know? So to see that in full motion animation, uh, with, especially with the artwork, that Demon Slayer has had with the the show and everything. It's I'm super hyped for that. Actually, Zan, I wanted to ask you that since you have read the manga up and you saw a bit of the movie or all of it, I'm not I'm not sure what you said early on. Does it match up with the manga, or are there some parts that you thought might have been left out? Uh, well, I mean, it, don't forget the movie is going to be different from the manga because. Uh, a lot of it was just a recap, right? So <laughs> it's, you know, that part obviously is going to be different. I guess you could say the pacing is different in the show and the movies uh, than the manga. It's uh, like we have a, a different type of pacing. Um, there's some aspects that have been taken out. It's hard to say just off the top of my head, but I mean, that's the case with every anime adaptation you know every anime adaptation i don't know a single one uh that gets it absolutely perfect from manga to uh to anime the the closest one i've ever seen ever like out of all the animes and mangas i've read the closest thing i've ever seen to a very true adaptation would be death note and even then there's still some things that are different not many Mm -hmm. but there's still some things Mm -hmm. So I do hope you don't mean the live action from Netflix, right? Oh, oh we don't speak don't. of that here. We, we don't we don't talk about heresy in this podcast. <laughs> I'm just making sure because we all don't want to be disappointed again. Uh, uh, no. The only aspect of that film I liked was Will Defoe as Ryuk. That, that was a great actor to voice such a devastating yes. character. That's mm. the only aspect. Everything else sucks. The worst part about that, though, is Willem Dafoe was the perfect actor for Ryu, and he did a phenomenal job. 
However, they even ruined the character Ryu. Not because it was nothing on Willem Dafoe's part. But no, 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 because there was the a writing. lot of aspect. It missed information, there was rules that well, were supposed to be said, but never did, and then it's a reminder. Well, also, just heard. because Ryuk was a different character in that movie. Ryuk yeah. was, in the anime and the manga, he was he was kind of a bystander. He was just sitting on the sideline and, like, watching things happen. But in that movie, he was the grand manipulator behind everything, which isn't who Ryuk is. Ryuk is a lazy boy who just, he's bored. All right. And like we always do, we remind our viewers why it's such a disappointment. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. With that disappointment being stated, though, what, uh, anyway. what, that's, uh, that's the thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm having a moment. Give it a second. It will pass. <laughs> it will pass. <laughs> take your time, man. Take your time. Thank you. So, I find that what I, sorry, what I like about the Demon Slayer just series overall, what they really masterfully do is like how they split up their seasons. It's not like one season contriving of this storyline, this storyline, this storyline, this storyline, and etc. Like fairy tale and often the bigger animes. It's rather that. This is a storyline will end it there. This is going to be the next storyline. And I like how they section it off because then I feel like I personally, I can follow, follow it along. And once we had the season one, we had Mugen Train, we had the Entertainment District, and now we're having the Swordsmith Village arc. We've seen a lot of art, art about a drop. And since we got to see the quote unquote, the first episode before everyone else, I, I say that, but social media as Rex said has, um, sort of leaked it everywhere you get to see the next two top uh moons that they'll be facing and i'm curious to see like how did these two work what makes them so intimidating because once again you see them in social media uh spo spoilers and leaks but we don't know much about them at the same time now zan knows since he's read the manga he knows what the, these hash these uh upper moons would do I almost said hashiras but we also get to see the hashiras well i know those too <laughs> yes you know also, also i wanted i wanted to ask something because mm -hmm. you brought up the 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 art that was dropped for the the arc yeah we'll just start on the topic the moment he's at art we'll discuss like the art itself sounds good okay. but yeah uh... okay so huh Okay. I I don't so know. I guess you... start from. Uh, I just want to look from the art. So, yeah, I don't know. Start so from there. So Zan, from the art that dropped uh, about the next arc, sorry, the art that dropped about the next arc, <laughs> we we clearly see the two new Hashiras. We see uh, Tengen. Oh, sorry, Tengen come back. Oh wait, oh wait. I'm actually looking at the art itself and i see what you mean yeah it just hit me <laughs> yeah uh i played myself <laughs> i'm um, like that's the official art release <laughs> oh uh, okay so it was implied it was implied and i didn't see it oh my god yep this video is sponsored by nordvpn VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. It's a tool that encrypts your internet traffic and hides your IP and virtual location. You might be asking yourself, why do I need this? Well, you like watching anime, right? Or shopping online? Or browsing the internet using the public Wi-Fi? But are you aware of the digital snooper? It can be anyone such as your internet provider peeking at your internet activities, 
or cyber criminal attempting to steal your credit card info or a hacker near you trying to steal your sensitive data. This is where NordVPN comes in. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites, and lets you enjoy your favorite anime content securely and remotely. NordVPN also allows you to overcome internet censorship. All your traffic is routed through a remote server, so you can access websites that are restricted in your country. If you want to watch anime that is only available in Japan and not in your country, then use NordVPN to connect to Japan's server. It's that easy. NordVPN is available on most devices. You can also download NordVPN from the App Store. Use our link to download NordVPN. Get started today to protect yourself. Like the art itself, I, I can admit, looks fantastic. It gives us a, a good show of how the characters improve. You can look at the sword too, how it's glowing red. Before he would always use his water technique. Now it shows that he's more vast with his uh, fire abilities as well. We also get to see both two other Hashiras on his left. Those guys are showing a lot of promise, mm -hmm. especially the girl. She shows a lot of personality for a Hashira, while on all the, the others are right. very dead. Like We already know what these like. And I like in the back how you have... Uh, we have like the main guy like just staring into the shadows. Oh, yes, now, Michael Jackson. Yes, Mr. Michael Jackson. Can can I uh, can I ask something though? Sure. Um, now there's something in this poster. Okay, it's a massive spoiler. I'm not gonna elaborate, but there is something that is a massive spoiler for what's to come, and it's if we look at Mr. Michael Jackson himself on the left side of that poster. Yeah. If you look to the right that the hair like the the one with the same hair color as tanjiro there yeah yeah I, i've suspected that because this is uh, i don't i can't say too much should i just say uh, yeah spoiler alert we see a figure like that at the end of uh the swordsmith village movie and but we don't see his face so the thing is i'm very torn between is it that person or is it one of the upper moons who we do get to see with the six eight eyes on his face Six yeah, that, that's what I'm. That's what I was about to to say. Is it one of those two? Like, I don't know which one of those two it is in this picture. Mm. Um, I'm hoping it's the, the first and not the latter. I, I'm hoping <laughs> that's not the upper moon Yo, right there. Audiences will lose their minds the moment it's like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm on the upper moons. It's like, oh no, no. The I was gonna say there's there's two. Well, there's two possibilities of who that character is in that poster, right? It's it's either the upper moon, that the the unnamed upper moon, or it's the uh it's the shady character that we keep seeing pop up. And also, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but you said he just popped up at the end of the the movie, right? Yeah, and well, there was another scene before that, right? When Andrew there was a, kid? a scene in the first yeah. season, in the first season, first season, the very first time that um yes so I'll, I'll even tell you the exact moment it happens in the first season so mm. in the first season when tanjiro first meets muzan in the village uh and then muzan turns the guy into a ghoul and then um and then you know distracts tanjiro and then he goes off later and says goodbye to his quote-unquote 
family you remember the the girl the little girl and the the woman there yeah yes he says goodbye to them in the car then he walks into an alleyway now um uh and then he kills the three drunks in the alleyway the two guys and the one girl mm -hmm. and then he snaps his finger calls the two uh servants of his to go find tanjiro and kill him and then he he like gets shook like it it puts an extreme focus on his eyes that look really intense and then he has some kind of flashback and he says um hanamura earrings and mm -hmm. um and then uh you see a flash of muzan on the floor and that character standing over him i honestly thought that was tanjiro's dad <laughs> i've been played like, I have my theories as well, like the way that they oh. introduced the character, how they showed the presence of him, and, and also how they explained the power that he will, will because the, the upper rank that we saw in the first movie used to be number one, but then two others took his place. Now, from that alone tells me that these two upper guys were fairly recent, and if it's who I think it is, then I'm going to be... I'm going to have to say I'm going to be intimidated. I'm kind of scared for what comes because the fact that someone as powerful as a person that I think is involved is a part of the whole upper ranks, that is terrifying to me because then they have a whole lot more trouble than they did before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything, like I said. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm just going to say you're going to thoroughly enjoy what's coming yeah. right now it's all this is the theory time and when all of us just come up with random theories you see what makes sense we'll be curious enough to look at the manga even but right now i think it's best for a lot of people to just enjoy the ride and hope for yeah. god they don't definitely or ruin anything else yeah definitely so uh, me I, I mean like i said i i'm i'm always been a, i've always been a big manga reader so like i just I read the manga, but like for anybody who's like on the fence, I'd probably recommend to read the manga after the show finishes just because like part of the fun is like what you said, it's the theory crafting, it's the uh it's the whole like love for the mystery like the mystery behind everything and all that. Like it's really fun. Don't get me wrong, like the manga does fantastic work. There have been even some series that I could even say do better than the actual shows themselves. But at this point, when we're watching the anime, it's best to enjoy the anime first, then the manga. Like yeah. you, I've also read all the manga. I'm up to date on them all, but I'd like to see how they pursue it because there's always going to be something different regardless. You can go back and forth on different mangas. They'll do the exact same thing. Like when they did the, uh, the Harry Potter books. The books had so much information in the movies didn't have everything but yeah. that's what makes it good is because they took aspects that we didn't expect to see in real life and then when we look back on the actual stories we have more to look at so it's kind of like a yin and yang kind of situation we one want to thing, see what does good <laughs> one thing i did want to say though for the uh uh this poster here okay so we have that character on the right mm -hmm. now 
like I said, it could either be that shady character that we saw glimpses of in the first season and towards the end of the last and so on and so forth. We actually saw a few glimpses here and there. If it's either him or that unnamed upper moon, both ways I'm actually excited to see. But personally, just because of what delved into the manga, if it is the shady character, personally speaking, if I were them, I would probably make a short film on his backstory and who this character is. Ooh. I think that would be perfect for a short film for this series. You hear that, Studio Ufotable, or whatever your name is? You hear that? This is the million-dollar idea you guys need to make up for your blunder. Like, if you want to make a short film, make a short film on that guy's character. That's that character's story. Because there is a lot covered. Like, there's enough content on his story in the manga that could be, that could be like, an entire episode. Which is basically, like, what the movies are. They're just kind of, like, long episodes, right? So... And if you want a good example, look at the upper rank six. We literally got a whole episode just on his backstory alone. If they can do that for him, they'll do that for every character if they have to. I, I hope they do it for that one character. They'll be the shady character. Not not the upper unnamed upper moon. The shady character. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I like I said, I know who it is, but I'm hoping they they do an entire short film on his story because Man, that it, I'm going to say this now. My two favorite characters from this show are Muzan. Not because I'm an edgelord or anything, but I, um, I like clever characters. And in the, especially in the manga, it's more implied. Although he's made a lot of stupid mistakes and he's smarter than he looks. And then... Dangerously intelligent, I think is the word to use. Yes, and I'm I'm attracted to characters like that. Me being into the, like the whole detective fiction stuff, and then, and the other character, the the un, the the mystery man that we will call him for now, uh, him, uh, he those two are my favorite characters. Luzon and that other character, and that other character is really interesting, much more human than than uh moves on in the sense that uh personality wise like personality wise much more human much more relatable to moves on and i think that's a awesome juxtaposition obviously because well you'll find out later on but it's uh it's an important distinction between the two and uh i feel like as Rex said before, I'm going to use the same example, but the, those two are essentially the yin and yang. Especially there's one quote from Muzan in the manga, but I don't want to say here just on the off chance that they actually include it. it it's, it's a very ironic quote coming from Muzan. And that's why these two end up make, are, are like the perfect yin and yang in the story of Demon Slayer. All right, all right. <clears throat> well, based on all that, the only thing I fear happening, because um, well, since uh, how do I say this? At the they showed us the intro of the next season, and and of course it covers the battles, the two Hashiras fighting, etc. And it looks pretty dope. But the thing is, I fear what will happen at the end of the season is like. They kill one of the upper moons, they kill two, or they kill neither, and both Hashiras bite the dust. I don't know. That one of the 
upper moons even further, either number one or two, just suddenly will appear, just like in Mugen Train, where they beat the demon on the train. It's all done. There's no way anything was going to happen. And all of a sudden, the, what was he, up, upper third moon just appears out of nowhere. I'm like, where'd you come from? No, seriously, where did you come from? Like, how did you know he was in trouble? I, it bothered me so much that it happened because it just didn't correlate in my brain. Unless I missed something during the movie where they're like, let's send the messenger to this guy and he's just going to come at the very end. Well, if I recall from the movie, one of them had like this ability to transport everyone to their that whole dimension. So it's possible that when they found out that the lower one was in trouble or was in a losing battle, that uh, Muzan had ordered her to, or I forget which one it is, but ordered to send one of the upper threes to check out the, the situation. If that was the case, I would have liked to have seen Muzan actually declare it, because then you'd be like, oh my god, he's sending one of the big guns. One of the big guns just popped out of nowhere, so I'm, that's what kept irking me, and I'm hoping the same thing doesn't repeat in the upcoming anime. Because it didn't happen in the Entertainment District, thankfully. I was like, oh, thank god. I just hope it doesn't happen again, but Zan is being quiet about it, and that's what bothers me more. Is like, he's like, oh, I know. Well, I mean, I could tell you if no, you No, no, want, no, don't but... tell me. I mean, in a way, when you think about it, it did somewhat happen in uh, the sec in the entertainment arc, because if you recall, at the end, we see the the snake Hashira just show up at the very last minute. Well, that's just okay. Scold them, like I'm just saying that to be funny. Oh, I'm perfectly okay with that, but <laughs> but yeah, all that aside, uh, my problems aside, with Mugen Train and all of that. What what is something? Uh, actually, no. I feel like Zan has stated that this is what we're looking forward to. But what else can we look forward to in the Swordsmith uh, Village arc? Aside from all the fan service people are gonna get from the number one Hashira girl, blah blah blah. Personally, what I would like to see in the Moon arc, in the sorry, not the Moon arc, the in, in the Swordsmith arc, is I want to see Anosuke and uh, Zenitsu. I know they all went on separate missions, but I find that would be kind of a last-minute add-on if they went like if they knew their friend was in trouble and they went to go help him. I suspect they're gonna come running. I don't know why, but you just see Zenitsu just run by. He's like, "That's a go." There's also I just noticed on the poster something else. I'm hoping they elaborate further in the anime than they did in the manga, because for me, in my opinion. It's an important. It's a pretty important, like, piece of information that they kind of just glance over in the manga. I'm not going to spoil it on the off chance that they do, but uh, all I'm going to say is the Mist Hashira is um, very closely tied to the events of Demon Slayer. Let's put it that way. All right, all right. That's that's something everyone should be on the lookout for with the Mist Hashira. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that too as well. Like even when they were, even at the end of it too, they, there was a connection that I'm not too sure if you saw that too, uh, Leifon. But when you saw him like arguing with the little boy, mm. that, that shows like that that the like the swordsmith's village had more like of an impact on the kid than it did, did on anything else. Not the young one, but the uh, the Hashira. 
So oh, yeah. There's a connection there that we all need to pay attention to. Oh yeah, the well, argument, it, right? It it's not so much that it's he's indirectly kind of tied to everything. He's not like a, don't get me wrong, you don't start thinking like, oh, he's like a grad manipulator or anything like that. No, no, no. It's something like that. It's he's how how can I word this without spoiling anything? He's he's closely tied to the uh what's the word I'm looking for? It would be like the word used to for somebody who in who sparks the fire. If you will. Oh, okay. I think I have an inkling of what you mean. I think, but I won't go too far in that rabbit hole unless I see it myself. He, yeah, but he's closely tied to uh, pivotal uh, characters. Let's just say. All right. All right. Wait, don't say any further. I'd like to be surprised. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything further from there. That. that that's like that. Essentially, that's where i'll stop that but i'm just saying i hope that they do elaborate further in the anime oh i hope so too of, of course but with that though something interesting about that altercation that that's still on my mind so the miss hashira is like talking to a kid and the kid is from the village of course and he's arguing back but at the time tanjiro is on his way to find the ultimate weapon that's that's a legend or something so I, I'm speculating a few things. I feel like, of course, the weapon is going to be a sword or, I don't know, it's going to be the, you know, the cliche of, you went on this journey, you became a man. So, 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 don't quote me on that. And it's like, it was the journey that really formed you and all that. You went through all these troubles. And I'm like, my boy's already going through a journey. He's going through tough times. He does not need this. He doesn't need the extra burden. <laughs> The um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there there is a lot going on in that um arc. I guess you can say like there's there was already stuff going on, and as you said, he seems to be uh, already forced into a a whole other situation. Our poor boy doesn't catch a break. Side missions, man, left, right, and center. Yeah, so he's he's taken on the side quest and hasn't even completed the main story yet. <laughs> Is this interesting? I mean, heck, sometimes you need to take the side quest to get to be able to beat the story. Mm. Every Skyrim player will tell you the same. <laughs> Amen. But it's funny how we're more invested in the Miss Hashira than the girl. Okay, just for the sake of all the fanboys out there, the girl just was just comedic relief to me personally because she's like, to what was it? She became strong so she could marry a strong man. I can't remember what it was. Well, yeah, I was just it was like. Aspect. It wasn't the exact words, but it was it's a similar aspect. I was like, okay, this is why you put your fan service comedic relief, but I'm sure when push comes to shove, when the fighting actually happens, the top notch anime quality will prove me wrong. I'm sure of it. But this is how the movie sold based on that character. That's it, that's all. Um she also made a very impactful uh first appearance mm-hmm everyone who saw the movie knows exactly what I'm talking about are you talking about the censored scene yes the one scene that we all got to see in what 150 inches on the big screen uh, yeah. oh oh on the big screen okay <laughs> 
I mean, that's how big it is, right? It's uh, about like 150, the, yeah. the, the width. Um, yeah, well, anyway, the, the, the screen, screen, right? Yes, the, the screen. Big, <laughs> eye-opening, every weeb's little joy in sight. Oh, my God. Imagine if they played like high school DXD on that uh, in the theater. Oh God, no, no, I have no, a question. no, no. Did the room start getting a lot more moist and, and sweatier? Like, I felt like there was definitely a change exploded. In <laughs> it sort of exploded in there. Like, <laughs> first the opening of season one, of course, there was a high intense energy for that. And I heard someone singing, I'm gonna be honest, because the first opening very catchy. And then this scene, everyone's yeah. like, oh, there it is. There it is. This is what I paid, paid my money's worth. What's her name again? It's Mitsuri, yeah? Mystery, I believe. I don't know, man. I forgot. I'm gonna be honest. There's so I'm many characters. Adding that to my homework folder? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. So yeah, there was clearly a lot of stuff happening in the 20 minutes of that. Fine, 25 minutes of the sneak peek of the next coming anime uh, season. However, I'm hoping. It's not 25 minutes of the actual anime. I'm hoping, I don't know, we get that one hour special. It's very rare that that happens. Very rare. But I'd like to be optimistic that we that we will get that. But if we don't, I don't mind rewatching because there's probably something I've missed. And based on that, the fact his Tanjiro's Smith is, has gone missing, I'm like, ooh, okay. So there's a deeper storyline going on here. The Spoiler alert for anyone. I'm just saying that anyways but i'm interested how that's gonna happen what what is so devastatedly going on that he goes missing zando don't don't you spoil me on this one i'm just throwing i'm spitballing here what about you rec did you notice anything oh you picked up on anything that stood out in the 25 minutes special of season of the next season well one thing that was definitely interesting was also the masks that's like it was weird. I thought it was only just like a few characters who did it, but then seeing an entire village do it, I was like, okay, there's a theme there. And then I did some research myself and realized why the whole village wears a mask. In a way, it's incorrect. That's like really deep thinking right there because I, I don't know if it would be considered spoilers to tell, but. Uh, there is a meaning behind why all of them wear a mask. Would I be able to say it, or you think I, I should? Hmm, that's a tough one. Well, f like it's just a theory. I, I see it all over the internet, but at the same time, I'm just a little afraid. Honestly, do it. I have a theory too, but it's to protect their identities. I don't know, but you. Wh well, what's that's the actually the theory? That's actually the theory is because think about it. The swordsmiths are the only ones who forge the blades that can take on the demons. So why they wear masks is to hide their identities, because if the demons know who exactly is in charge of making the swords, of who does the swords, then of course they're going to go after them. So by having a whole village hide their faces, the demons won't even know who exactly it is who forges the swords. Otherwise, they'll all be in danger. Okay, okay, I, I see your point. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of on the similar basis, because I'm like, it must be really tough doing swordsman crafting with the mask on. I'm like, how are you even breathing that well? Jesus. I mean, we just went through a pandemic of two years of wearing masks. I think it's under the same little theory right there. Maybe, maybe. Not, not much, but maybe. 
but yeah so that theory is probably the most accurate i i believe but once again it's it's up to audiences at, at that point in time and honestly i find stylistically the creators were being lazy on purpose because it's like oh we don't we already draw so many faces i was gonna put a simple face on this one that's never gonna really change but still even regardless of that mask you can sort of tell you the the character behind it can convey the emotion behind it and i guess that's thanks to the masterful sub um dubbing by the japanese or the english uh English voice actors is that just to get it right, you can't really see what's going on behind the behind the mask, but just the voice, the pitch, the tone, everything, you can you can tell like what they're really thinking. This is my my theory behind it. Of course, it's just my input. Theory. Yes, 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 it is. Um. Hmm. So uh, I think we've more or less. Um, also, oh. there was. Uh... <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Uh, on the sorry say it zan i know you want to say something <laughs> I, I was gonna say on the on the subject of uh of uh fan services if you will <laughs> for from its there uh there was also uh, uh i just want to know your guys's opinion but uh like how did you feel about the whole situation with uh, uh Doki? Underage child, yes. Um, hmm. uh, I sort of had a feeling she wasn't one of the upper moons. When I first saw her, I'm like, eh, she's not that broken. Eh, she's aight. And then, well, th then we saw what happened. But uh, focusing just on that character, I was like, okay, this is the character that you don't like. Like, you're really rooting for the protagonist to like put her in her place type of feeling that's what i had because just the way she carried herself the pompousness the egotistical aspect smart very well done so easy to dislike though i mean i don't think of the same character that's the uh the second upper six right the one with the scarves or is that yeah, a different one? that's the one okay just making sure i know there's so many characters i need to keep track of but uh yeah no she can't at the, what I didn't like about that one, though, is that she played the role of a villain, like, very well. Like, I found her presence in the Entertainment Dark was presented pretty good for, like, a villainous. But then midway, after we found out that there's a second one involved in the Upper Six, I found her character really diminished. Like, they were playing her so well, like, a character that we could both appreciate as a villain and hate, and then afterwards it just went to spoiled little brat. I didn't like that. That's one aspect I didn't really like about her. Because her own Nichan came. Exactly. But Zan, it looks like you have something else to say. Uh, no, I was actually listening. I mean, that was my question. It was oh, your okay. thoughts on on the character and... I found and, it uh, interesting, though, the aspect of two upper upper moons like how they were linked together too i was like damn uh not to, it wasn't i know it wasn't muzin who made them demons is the other one i forget his name the he's the second upper moon right yeah the crazy... he used to be number six mm -hmm. but then he got an upgrade and now a few upgrades he's two. <laughs> yeah so it's like what kind of twisted man did that to two siblings and sealed their fate into that it's like damn this guy is 
there's really something about him like i can't put my finger on it just the way he jokes around and everything but at the same time just that aspect because we can tell he's a very twisted individual we see at the end of um uh, this one this special episode of the of the source of village arc we see that um he appears somewhere like in a temple and it looks like he has his own uh what is it, a covenant or cult going on so i'm like how would this tie in so it's like damn this he's he's a very conniving character that i find but but i guess we'll see as we go along i know zan knows the details and i've heard a bit about him here and there like why doesn't muzan just kill him off or anything because he's just the way he is it's like no, he needs him because he's a he's a good weapon to to use. But Wait, kill who? Uh, the one the up uh, the second moon, the crazy one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just had to say that the crazy one. But yeah, that's uh, my thoughts on Daki and the second upper moon. Uh, Rec, you have any other thoughts on that? No, but I think we've covered most of the important stuff. Yeah. So. I gotta ask this question as I always, as I'm trying to do it more often in every episode. Rick, would uh, would you want uh, advise any friends to watch the Swordsmith Village movie arc, or or would you say just just wait till the anime drops? Well, how I'll answer that is basically like because we've all seen the train arc. Yeah. And as we all know, like even Demon Slayer on any network has shown season two that's basically episodic version of train arc there's an there's a point where we can look at both of them and have our opinions by then i'm not saying don't watch it like get get your opinions but at the same time it's it's like a personal perspective like like I said, I'm going to use the train arc as an example because the movie did fantastic, but then when they did the episodic version, they just gave up halfway. And then, but now when they did this movie, we got to witness a little bit of a recap of the train arc, and then we got to witness a little bit more of the, well, what's coming up. So it's all a matter of opinion. The only thing I can say is don't watch it in theaters. Save your money. I was, I was, I was going to say I the same just, thing. I was about to say, I think people could watch it if they're not paying additional money. If, if you're not paying additional money, then, you know, go ahead. You're, you, you're losing nothing but time if, if you want to put it that way. But, I mean, if it's not, it's not really time loss if you're, if you're genuinely curious. But, um, yeah, so if you're curious, I'd say I'd probably recommend, yes, watch, watch it, uh, but don't pay for it. And exactly. then... And then if not, then just wait. So basically, all three of us agree. Watch it, but just don't pay for it. Plain, exactly. plain and simple. The only but, thing you need to pay for is maybe the popcorn. That's it. Pretty much. And snacks and all that good stuff. But with that, I think we've given our thoughts and opinions on the Swordsman Village movie arc, more or less. And with that, it's uh, we'll be tying up today's episode. I want to thank anyone who's listening to the episode uh, once we've posted on Spotify or YouTube or whichever other platforms you listen to your podcast on, um, I would like to give a shout out to our social media handles. We have Instagram, Think of Taco Crew. We got uh, TikTok, the official Taco Crew, where I post sneak peeks, sneak peeks and highlights of all of our episodes that we're dropping on YouTube. 
once again. As um, Be sure to check out the Twitch channel, the official Toggle Crew, where I do some game streaming. I'll be hoping to do more with Zan and some other people involved in the podcast. And join the Discord squad so you can get all these announcements. And whenever we drop, whenever we go live, discussions, debates, and all that good stuff. My name is Leifon, and uh, I'm signing out for tonight, guys. Peace. I'm Wreck Endeavor. I bid you all a good day. And I'm Zan, and I bid you all farewell.